Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. You've got Rebecca Shalon as the host today, but we actually do have Brandy in today, but with a twist. She's going to be our guest today, Brandy. Hello. Thank you. Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, so we're getting to know you because you've been hosting Teen Wealth Radio for five years um, and you've got a wealth of experience, of knowledge and a whole bunch of passion uh, for why you started this and and what the show is about. So it's about time that we're actually sitting down and, and getting to know you. And I know that we're not going to be able to cover everything in one episode for sure. So I hope that this is like a regular thing we get to do because it's a, you're an amazing person and I'm very honored to know you. So I feel like everyone should know who is the you're person way behind the sweet. show. <laughs> you're way but, too you know, I'll just talk really fast like an auctioneer. I'll challenge my auctioneer voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, we're going to have a problem. We both talk so fast. I always have to try when, when we're doing the show to like, slow down it got my mum's voice in my head just being like Rebecca because <laughs> we're we'll passionate start- excited people <laughs> yeah but we will we will start with um the fact that you you started Teen Wealth Radio and you've been doing this for five years like what made you want to start this show um well I've been I've cared about mental health and people my whole life and I also have always wanted to be an entrepreneur my whole life and I just didn't see it any real resources for like youth when they're finishing high school. It's either like get a job or go to college. There's nothing really about, Hey, do you want to start your own business? No, you can take business classes and stuff like that. But I don't know. I always just had these big dreams for my life and and wanted to talk about money and mental health and living the life of your dreams basically, and and figure out how to do that for myself as well as other people. So a radio show um, was kind of a great way to get out to a lot of people and it's always recorded. So Anybody can listen to the, like, the guests that come over time. So it was actually a gift from Voice America. They, uh, Jeff Spinard and, and his partners were at a conference that I was speaking at and um, they granted us a gift and it's been amazing and we've connected to so many young people around the world. So it's, it's been really great. And what's the experience been like for you? Like how has this show evolved and how have you evolved from your very first show five years ago to, you know, today? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is... Um, you know, there's days when you like wake up and you don't want to go to work and, or just you're having a bad day and you don't want to go out or whatever the, the, because it's always live at five on Mondays, you can't just like, Oh, I'm not feeling well today or I can't. And then the moment you start, it's like you learn something new and you hear someone's incredible story of like challenge or success or triumph or whatever it might be. And you're just like, Oh, I'm so glad I did that. You know? And so it's kind of like life where it's, some days you just don't feel like doing anything. And then all of a sudden this like beautiful person comes in and shares their life with you. And so that's kind of what the radio show has been like for me. And I hope for some of our listeners too. Hmm. And have you have, do you have any like uh, particular shows that stick out in your mind as, as real highlights of, of this sort of teen wealth radio career? Um, there's been so many. Um, I think definitely, the the one of the first ones that we ever did a gentleman named Alvin Law who was an inspirational speaker when I was in high school and part of the reason why I started doing everything that I've done in my life 
Um, I think he was one of the, definitely one of the most memorable for me because he was 15 when he came to my high school. Sorry, I was 15 <laughs> when he came to my <laughs> high school. And, you know, we were teenagers, right? So we're like, oh, here we go, a pep rally. And uh, we walked into the gymnasium, like 300 of us in grade 11 and 12 and uh, 10, 11, 12, I guess. And like, there was a man sitting there that had no arms and he just picked up drumsticks with his feet and started playing the drums. And like, then he talked for an hour and I don't know everything he talked about, but I remember him literally at the end, leaving the message of, if I can do this with what I have, what can you do with what you have? And that was the moment that I was like, I am able-bodied. I have good mental health. I have a great family and sport network around me. If I have all that, what can I do with this? And that's kind of, that was a catalyst. So I think that was probably my favorite show because that's what sparked a lot of this in me. Cause it showed me that anybody can do anything if they put their mind to it. So mm. that was that's pretty cool. So if people want to hear that one, they, they just need to search Alvin law. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we called the show no arms, no worries. Yeah. No arms, no worries. I think was the name of that show. Um, nice. Yeah, it was kind of in tribute to Nick Vojcik out of um, Australia as well. That's a speaker that has no arms and no legs. And his, I think mm-hmm. his tour is no arms, no legs, no worries. So that kind of inspired that too as a tribute to him as well. <laughs> well you've, you've given a platform to so many amazing stories and inspiring voices over the years. But let's let's hear a little bit more about you and your life. Like how, how has um, your life experience Im- impacted Team Earth Radio? What do you want to tell us about you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, like, like, where do you want me to start? Um, like, sorry, I get, I get so excited about everything. <laughs> I know there's so much to choose from in your life. There's so many things. Why don't, why don't we start about like, what, what were you like as a teenager? Um, I was quiet <laughs> and loud at the same time. Like everybody saw me as loud and outgoing and friendly with everybody. And I always was like, oh, I just don't want to be around people. I want to be in the library. Like I was such a book nerd. Like if Mrs. Malmus is listening, the librarian, she was like my best friend in high school. Like we hung out (laughs) all the time because I just wanted to learn and travel and do things. And I just, I was, I don't know. I kind of hated how everybody like segregated themselves. Like the nerds were on one side, the jocks were on the other side, the popular. I just didn't get that because I enjoyed people from every group so Mm -hmm. I was I was a little bit weird I just didn't didn't like fitting into the clicks so I ended up creating my own in the library with a librarian (laughs) yeah I mean I was five foot ten and 200 pounds even in high school like I was always one of the biggest kids in high school and and so I played a lot of sports but I was also passionate about art and I had my three very close girlfriends and we still talk to this day we all the four of us kind of hung out um when I wasn't in the library yeah just I don't know. I volunteered a ton, was on like every like Rotary's youth club and uh, the key club from Kiwanis and uh, leadership program and all these different extracurriculars, which meant that I probably passed every subject with like a C minus, but I <laughs> knew everybody and did all the pep rallies and all that kind of stuff. So that whole why. like jack of, jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I reckon that's the best way to do it really. Like who says you have to be like a master at anything you do? Why not just try it all? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're here for the experience. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're passionate about a lot of things. Um, why don't you tell us about like some of your early passions and, and what that branched off to? Cause obviously you're trying everything. Um, how could you tell like what was a good idea to pursue more as opposed to something you would just leave behind? 
Uh, you know, I was really lucky. I had parents that forced me to try every single thing on earth, even if it was something that I was like, no, I'm not into this, which, which allowed me to like play with life. And, and it's funny. I was actually just with a friend the other day and he's like, you know, you, you, you're more playful than anyone I know in terms of like, you enjoy every day, even if it's like something simple. And I think that's just because my parents were like, no, you're going to do every sport, try every art. Like they had me in photography and painting (laughs) and like, literally everything. So I just, that allowed me to realize that I wasn't going to be good at everything. In fact, I wasn't going to be good at most things, <laughs> um, but I got to just play a lot. And I, and, and I think that's still present in my current life. Cause I, I didn't know what I wanted and didn't know what I was good at. So I tried literally everything. So that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And, I think you make a good point about like, um, you, you don't have to be good at everything. Cause you don't have to be good at things to enjoy them either. Those things are not like mutually exclusive. You can be terrible at something like singing and, and still enjoy. <laughs> Which I am you know? terrible, terrible. My mother doesn't even let me sing her happy birthday. That's how bad my singing voice is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're passionate about a lot of things. How do you combine, combine, um, like what you're passionate about into that entrepreneurial spirit? Like, how do you make that something that works for you? Um, I mean, I found a career that I love, you know, I found several careers that I loved and just played them until I stopped loving them kind of thing, <laughs> you know, cause they got too, too intense or whatever. So it was just, just doing things that were like my hobbies, but getting paid for them, you know, and that's kind of why I think there's an entrepreneur in a lot of us and we just aren't, that's not fostered for us. So, and then obviously making time for the stuff that you really love, like there's no exception to, I like, I will not give up certain things. So you have to be selfish sometimes and just be like, no, no, this is something I do for me. And so I think just good, good balance in terms of bringing things into my life that I loved and not accepting things mm-hmm. that I didn't love. Like people are like, Oh no, you have to work and do this and all that. I'm like, you really don't. <laughs> if you like, yeah. if you just work hard to find the right things that make you happy and yeah, oh, you bring yeah. play into every day. Yeah. I love that. You, you play a lot. You have this very effervescent energy, like very infectious personality and, and there's a lot of joy around you, but I want to ask, a harder question because like you, you speak a lot of your your joy and your triumph and how there's all of these positive things that have led to where you are today yeah but what about the mistakes what what mistakes ah. have led you to where you are today I don't think that, that you, you you're right you might need to bring me back for another show if we talk about the mistakes there's been so many <laughs> But you know, you know I mean, that's a good thing too I think it's important that we we address mistakes you know, yeah, <laughs> like, I, <agree. laughs> I, don't know. I mean I just every day I make mistakes. Like even now, like I'm, you, I recognize that I'm a flawed as hell human being. And I love that about myself. Cause it just means that there's possibilities of learning new things all the time and having fun all the time because you just never know and falling flat on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's probably the worst answer ever, but like literally <laughs> it's not, it's not at all. Mistakes. Like it's, you know, that's, that's great. Like, it's, it's good to know that like, yes, um, you're going to constantly, there's never a time when things just fall into place and everything is perfect. You're always constantly going to be making mistakes. And that's something that we have to accept in life. Like it's thing, this idea of perfect is, is just not existent. Oh, it's so overrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
A lot of the time, the things that we remember about people, the things we remember about shows, the things that we remember that make us laugh and love the most is the flaw. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Like that becomes the identifier. Totally. Yeah. And I've never understood why we have the need to like be perfect. Like I never had that. I was very lucky. I don't know if it was my parents giving me self-esteem or what it, like what it was, but just, yeah, I just didn't care that I had a million flaws. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. Like, well, even if you look at like um, technology, right? Like we've moved, we've blown through so many advances in technology um, these days and stuff like that. But when you think about the nostalgia and the, the things that we use to replicate it, it's always yeah. the flaws. So like when you when you think about how they represent like old media in, in TV and stuff like that, they'll put the static on and they'll put like those filters and those are the things that we remember with love and that we yeah. try to replicate. Isn't that yeah. like it's so bizarre. So yes, if you even if you feel like something is a flaw, that might be something that someone really loves about you and is gonna like remember about you fondly. So it's it's never really like a flaw. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably think yeah. about all the mistakes that I've made as we go. I just can't think of like one big one specifically. Just yeah, nothing, nothing stands out as like a, a turning point or whatever where you're like, oh, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, what made you want to get into, you know, your current career? You, you're an agent. You're, you're my agent. So yeah, <laughs> I very much enjoy being a part of the um, the Ignite family. What made you want to start that career? Um, well, it was like my friends. They like six or seven years ago. They I would like link them with people that I knew were in the industry, just like good people, put them in the same room, and then they would start booking jobs. And I would always like be encouraging my friends to do things like acting that are considered like very non traditional careers, more like hobbies. But I'm like, no, it's a real career if you just put in the work um and figure it all out like and it just like my friends kept getting jobs and I kept connecting them and they kept joking how I was like their agent but I worked for free and ha 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 and and then <laughs> like literally a couple of years went by and my friends like no really can you just be my agent and I was like I'm not I have no idea what that means to be an agent so I started a little agency and represented literally 12 of my friends for a few years on mm. the side because I just wanted I hated seeing my friends give up on their dreams because they didn't have the right tools you know so I was just like let's just do this then because I'd already started a bunch of other businesses in my life and failed at most of them but (laughs) did well at some of them and and it just kind of was a snowball effect and then started to ignite with another couple and that had their own agency for like 15 years and and it's just been great and it's literally every day you get to show up at work and try and help make people's dreams come true that they thought were near impossible like it's the coolest job on earth and you get paid for it (laughs) yeah exactly I really like that because you um you know everything you've said with your passions and everything it's all about things that um are related to people's mental health and people's dreams and helping and seeing people grow and reach their full potential Um, Mm and basically you've created a whole bunch of different careers around this um central idea but like manifesting in different ways so like you're making actors dreams come true you're also helping people with their mental health through like your hot sauce business um and you're giving back and you know you've got teen wealth radio where you're you've got um another sort of avenue where you're watching people grow and giving people the tools to succeed Mm -hmm. um so yeah like you kind of you're kind of doing like the same thing but different 
Yeah, yeah t- totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there any other path that you can see yourself going down? Like, is there another branch that you want to add to all these things that you do? Um, I, you know, the great thing about life is that I, I don't really know. And, and that means that it could be anything. That's what I, I love about this life is like, a lot of people get anxiety from the fact that they don't know what's coming tomorrow, but I get excited from the fact that I don't know what's coming tomorrow. Cause it means that anything could happen. You know, like I remember I lived in China for a year when I was 18 and I came back home and was super, super, super excited to go back. Like I was telling all my friends how, what an amazing experience I had. And one of my buddies was like, Oh, I'll go with you. And, and, um, and so we planned the trip back and, and then he ended up having to cancel because he got a big scholarship to university. And I was like, oh man, I don't have, like, I don't want to go back alone right now because I was still only 18. Um, mm-hmm. But then like two months later, the greatest, one of the greatest opportunities of my life presented itself. And if I had been in China, it never would have presented itself. And that experience changed my life and made me who kind of who I am. So that was, that was great. <laughs> that was yeah. Really yeah. Well, tell, tell us more about that. What is, what was that experience? Um, do you remember the chicken soup for the soul books? Yes. Yeah. They're the only book to like outsell the Bible in the world. Like there's been so many of them. So there's like 200 volumes or something. Um, the, the two gentlemen that wrote that one of them or both of them are motivational speakers and they host a a conference Well, they used to um, host a big conference that was like training people how to be speakers. And I really wanted to go to the conference, but I was like, just got back from China, was broke, was starting college, had no money. And it was like $3,000 to attend the conference. Plus it was in Mm. Los Angeles. Um, And so I wrote the, the, one of the authors, a letter. And I said, um, I really like to come to this conference. I can't afford it right now. Do you have any scholarships for, for people to attend? Uh, I just really want to meet you before my book outsells yours. Wink, wink, wink. And like <laughs> literally Mark, Mark wrote back to me and he's like, young lady, you have balls. He's like, here's a ticket. So <laughs> he gave me a <laughs> ticket to it. And what was really crazy was it was the November 4th, 5th and 6th was the conference in LA. So I flew down there. I was 18 staying at a hostel, like literally like 10 people in a room to the hostel. And on my birthday is November 5th. And on the 5th at the conference, there's like 800 people. Les Brown was on stage and so was Art Linkletter. And um, I think I can't remember who it was. I think it was Les. It's either Les or Mark. And one of them said, uh, is Brandy in the room? Brandy in the room? <laughs> like in this huge room of all these people that I like idolized. I was so nervous. And and he's like, apparently I'm like stood up and he's like, apparently it's somebody's birthday and she's quite nervous to be here. And they brought me up on stage and had 800 people sing me happy birthday. And I literally remember standing there just like bawling my eyes out because I thought, oh my gosh. how cool is this experience? And I was so grateful. And I got to meet them all and talk to them after. And like Art Clutter to me is one of the neatest humans, like a philanthropist. He was the original host of Kids Say the Darndest Things. And and yeah, and then because I was 18 turning 19, um, it was just a really, really neat experience. It's that <laughs> is an incredible story. I actually, I want to hear a lot more about this and like what, what path that set you on, but that just sounds so amazing. But we are going to take a short break and think about how cool that experience would have been. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. That's right. You can send an email if you have any questions. And I'm hoping that we're going to do more shows where we get to ask Brandy questions. So if you have anything that you want to know from Brandy herself, make sure you email. Um, But just before the break, we were talking about how you got the opportunity to go to this um, um, conference in L.A. and they brought you up on stage um, and sang happy birthday in a room full of all of your idols and all of that stuff. That would have been amazing. Um, but what what experiences and opportunities um, arose from this conference? Like how how did that set you on the path you're on now? I just realized the power of people when they come together. I think that was the biggest thing. Like it was 800 entrepreneurs from all over the world that had flown in to learn how to be better speakers so they could make money doing something they loved while also changing lives and inspiring people. So I, I think, and I met this woman named Marcella Berry there and we're like still sisters to this day. Like she lives in LA. She's got a company called Millionaire Mamas. She's a nurse that works with vets. Like people like her that have come into my life and are never going to go anywhere else because they're just like phenomenal people and entrepreneurs and they just want to share their passion, their love with other people and, and help people and heal people and inspire people. And like, just the power of humans coming together and what we can create when we believe in each other and, and fight for the same things. Like, I think that was my biggest takeaway from that. Um, yeah. And I got over a little bit of my fear too, just of like presenting myself. Cause I think that was one of the, it's not that I've ever been really a shy person, but I'm always like, you know, nervous about what I'm going to say, especially when I want to make an impact. Cause I never want to, like say the wrong thing when I'm trying to help somebody that's vulnerable, you know? And, and so I, that kind of that moment where I had to like stick my hand out as a 19 year old and shake hands with like 
people I've been looking at for a long time as, as my idols and just tell them my story and hear theirs back and get feedback. Oh, it just kind of gave me the confidence. I was, it was something I was very afraid to do at the beginning. And then just realized you can't be afraid if you want to go after what you love. What were some of the more um, like practical tips that you, you got from there that uh, helped you like physically move past that as a barrier, like to help you with your speech and and to help you um, like as a presenter and, and have that presence that you wanted? I, I, you know, I don't even think that came right away. I think it took another 10 conferences and 10 events <laughs> like that over the next 10 years to really bring that out of me. Like even today, if I get on stage in front of a high school or a crowd of people, I am nervous as hell. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you do to sort of like calm the nerves? Is there like one of those tricks where you, where you look out into the audience and pretend they're all naked or. (laughs) (laughs) So that would probably be the worst tactic that I could go for. That would be terrible. Oh my God. Okay. So what Um, what tactics do you have? I I legit don't have any. I hate public speaking. It scares the crap out of me, but my purpose of public speaking is greater than myself you know, like I, it's very selfish of me to walk out there and think, oh, people are, people are judging how I look or what I'm going to say when I know that when I do speak, it usually is a good thing. Like I've, you know, so I I don't know. I think, I think I still have butterflies until at least halfway through the talk, no matter what I'm talking about or how big the audience is, I still get those nerves, but at the end of the day, I can't help people if I'm afraid. So I just push past it. I don't have any tricks. i no, that's a trick. It's, it's focusing <laughs> focusing on that that greater purpose and and knowing that you're working towards something bigger that's bigger than the moment that you're in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that. It. Well, speaking of like working towards things that are bigger than ourselves, like you do a lot of work in the mental health sector. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about like the businesses that you run and and what? Uh, mental health initiatives they support so like the hot sauce and everything like that yeah I mean the the hot sauce just came fairly recently in the last year because I burned through like sixty thousand dollars of my savings running teen wealth in the first three years and like all of a sudden went oh there's no money left and how can I help people um so and I love to cook and I love to make people eat and I hate hot sauce that's just all vinegar and spice and wanted flavor. So I was like, why don't I just make some, sell it, and that's how I'll pay for my nonprofit. So <laughs> that's, that's really how that one came around, to be honest. So what's, what's that one What's that one called? Uh, we, we literally, it's a hot sauce for mental health is literally all I call it. But uh, I have a couple of business partners now, and we're working on a few names um, that we've been throwing around. But at the end of the day, it's hot sauce for mental health. So that's mm-hmm. really my whole goal is to have that shipping like worldwide and all the proceeds go towards funding youth uh, to get mental health help and resources and also start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's pretty clear that you're able to navigate like the creative side of this and, and you know, you have so many ideas and such a big heart um, and you're able to sort of really spread yourself further than I've ever seen anybody spread themselves. Um, but what's what's the business side of it like? Like how do you navigate that entrepreneur side? What what sort of training did you have to do and, and what were some of the biggest like takeaways that you learned in terms of the business side of things? Well, that's a great question. I think it leads back to the thing you asked about making mistakes before. I literally tried a little bit of everything and went broke so many times, did well very few times and, and burned through money like a crazy person. But I think 
it's just when you know something like, you know, like I've known ever since Alvin Law came to my school and ever since I watched some of my family members struggle with their mental health, that this was all I ever wanted. And I knew that I would have to fail a million times. Cause if you listen to any great entrepreneur or speaker, if you read the books, like, um, oh, I mean, God, there's so many, there's so many books, but like think and grow rich, like that, those kind of books, they just tell you everybody fails a million times, but if in your heart, you are, know, that's what you want and you're willing to work for it and make a million mistakes until you find the right way. Like, what was it? Thomas Edison did the light bulb like a thousand times before he got it right. And he never gave up. Right. So that's, that's kind of, that's what you have to know as a business owner, because it's going to suck sometimes and you're going to fail sometimes and you're going to feel like you can't pick yourself up from bankruptcy or whatever it might be. But you, just knowing, like when you know something, like in every inch of your body, there's nothing that's really stopping you. Um, as long as you don't listen to the naysayers around you, you just go, just plow ahead. <laughs> yeah. And also just like, you know, using, (laughs) using the resources that you have available to you, because like you said, uh, with, you know, Thomas Edison, um, inventing the light, he did that by candlelight. So you have to sort of use what's available to you until you can find a better way to do things because you're very much an innovator as well. Like you, you've discovered new ways to, to, to do things in the path that you've chosen. Yeah. And, and, Like I had great, great, great business coaches because I'm not a good student if I'm not super passionate about something and I don't learn from books and things like that. Like I can't, (laughs) it makes me crazy. So I went to like a whole bunch of business conferences and the the best one I ever went to is called Rainmaker. It's by Bill Walsh. And um, it's literally three intensive days of him just giving you business tips that are outside of the box. So I didn't learn all the like, step-by-step ways to start a business that a university would teach you in like business classes. I literally learned like apps to do your own like marketing and branding and all this kind of stuff and just played like in the evenings after my bartending job or whatever, before I Mm. became an agent, like I would literally just play and design and, and try out things. And the biggest lesson I learned as a business person was you know, well, there's so many, I mean, I think the biggest one I learned besides like finding a niche that's unfilled yet and that you're passionate about and running with it till the tires fall off. Um, oh gosh, there's so many, there's just so many. Yeah. I, I think, um, with that, like you're, you're sort of, you're adapting, uh, the things that you need to learn to the way that you receive information. And that's definitely important. Like not trying to force yourself to learn in the typical way that other people when you know it's not working for you you found that like you know outside of the box sort of thinking to help yourself which which is really hard like not a lot of people can do that because you you know you're sort of met with a thing like this is the typical education this is what you need to do to get from a to z um, and this is the only way you can do that and then if that doesn't resonate with you people you know like they just keep trying to force something and then when it doesn't happen they're disappointed but you had the, you know, the, the, the great like foresight to see that, you know, that wasn't going to work for you and you found a way to make it work for you. So I think that's an important lesson as well. Like just making things work for you. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody told me I'm crazy. Everybody, every single person in my life, even people that told me to dream big, dream big, go get what you want. And then as soon as I became like an adult, they're like, okay, now it's time to stop dreaming big and get, go to school and get your job. Mm. And I was like, no, I absolutely bloody refuse. Like, yeah, 
over and over again. You just have to know, you have to know and know that you're willing to put in the work and the sacrifice. (laughs) Of course. Well, everyone, every great inventor would have been called crazy initially. Can you imagine the person who was like trying to explain planes? Yes. Like they would just be like, (laughs) no, I'm going to, I'm going to fly. These people are going to fly from here to somewhere where I've never been before. Cause I don't know that there's other lands. Like what? (laughs) There's, there's, everyone's going to call you crazy, right? And I think that's another another good thing that you're imparting here is just be unapologetically yourself, follow mm. your ideas, follow your creativity because you never know where that's going to lead um, yeah. and what great things can come of that. Um, yeah. But, you know, with everybody, you know, saying so many like no's to you and all this rejection like um how how did that affect your mental health were there any mental health challenges uh, as you've been navigating this crazy thing called life um so I mean I got lucky in the in the uh happy chemical brain department lottery because I I'm one of those people that you could probably cut off my leg and I'd still be like oh blue sky I, I just have an overabundance of happy chemicals in my brain mm-hmm. and so it didn't it fueled me instead of like made me sad or I was just like, ha, huh, you think I can't do it? Watch this suckers. I'm going to be on a yacht in 20 years. Like I literally, like I always have this joke, even with my actors, you probably even heard me say it about the let's be on a yacht. Cause that's like a, a multimillionaire thing, you know, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, let, let the stuff in life when people say no to fuel you just be like, okay, I'll prove you wrong. See you later. I'll see you in a few years, you know? And they, they, yeah. those people that said no are still where they were 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm not. So I'm, <laughs> exactly. I want them to lift up now. <laughs> what are for duck, ducks back? No one's going to criticize you if they're doing more than you. Yeah. No, only criticize if they're doing less. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and, and you don't, you don't need that energy. <laughs> exactly. Nobody does, yeah. man. You need people around you that champion you. And if nobody champions you, then champion yourself. Like goodness yeah. sakes. <laughs> So you are what I would consider a highly successful person. So what what are some habits of you? You know that all those you know those books that you're talking about and everything like habits of highly successful people. What are your habits of being highly successful? Um. So I'm a bad habit person. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. I'm. I am. I'm really bad. I don't lay out a schedule. I don't plan my days generally. Like I have a rough idea of what I would like to accomplish each day. Um, I do have this little exercise that again, I learned at a conference (laughs) from somebody else. Um, This gentleman, we were in San Diego and he stood up on the stage and he goes, the way that I bring gratitude into my life is I walk to the window every morning when I wake up and I stretch. And when my arms are stretched out, I look out the window and I just find one thing that I'm grateful for. And then I say, how can it get any better than this? And I've, I've, I've done that when I've woken up and been a little bit grumpy. I literally would just look out the window of my apartment, stretch my arms and be like, gosh, those mountains in the distance are beautiful. Or I'm so glad I'm healthy today. Or I'm so glad I called my mom and told her I love her yesterday. And that's my only actual habit is practicing gratitude every day. Cause that keeps me aligned on my path. So other than that, I eat what I want. I drink wine on Wednesdays or Thursdays or whenever I bloody well want to, because everything's healthy. As long as you balance it in moderation, I believe. And I, I really don't. The only habit I have is every day I wake up and I'm grateful and I go do the same thing over and over and over again, because it's what makes me happy. And that's literally mm-hmm. the only habits I have. And no. <laughs> yeah. Gratitude as a practice. Like we, we are what we think. 
Um, and, you know, keeping a healthy body and a healthy mind is, is definitely key in like, um, you know, <laughs> getting to where you want to go, you know, and yeah. it's like, as you say, like you're, you're very lucky in that you've been blessed with, um, you know, the right amount of happy chemicals in your brain and everything. And that definitely helps, but, you know, um, being able to sort of capitalize on that and actually create good, healthy habits of gratitude is, is an important thing as well. Yeah. 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 And, and that you give back so much. I think that's a healthy habit as well. I think that has a lot to do with your success is that you give back so much and people, you generate so much energy around you that people want to see you succeed because they see you helping others succeed as well. Like there's just this great energy around you that you're creating. So I reckon that's a good habit too. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, totally. I mean, I just, I, it's my duty to give back. I think I was born with a healthy body and a healthy brain and I have parents that love me and like people around me that care about me. So I was born in Vancouver, Canada, like one of the most beautiful places on earth where I have healthcare. Like I'm, I have everything I need to be happy, you know? And so for me, it's like, there's so many people that were born much less fortunate than me or that don't have all the happy chemicals that I got when I won that lottery, you know, and that's, I think it's our duty to give back. If we have the means to help other humans, like we survive because of each other. People are so competitive, but we survive because other people, you look at these guys that go to like tropical islands with a camera and they're like, I'm going to live here for a year with no human contact. And like after 30 days, they're going crazy because they need Mm people. And then even with COVID, when we were all separated from each other, it really showed how much we actually need each other. And we're so busy, like competing and fighting and trying to be prettier than, or have a bigger booty than. And it's just like, gosh, none of that actually means anything at the end of the day, if you don't have people around you. And so I I think it's our duty if you're healthy and happy and you have enough money to put a roof over our head and have a little bit of fun once in a while and have food in your stomach to, to give back to people that don't, because it could have been you. You could have been born in a different place at a different time, speaking a different language with different colored skin, feeling you're like you're in the wrong body, thinking you, gosh, I'm not this gender. Like everybody could have been born somebody else. We all win a lottery in, in certain respects, you know? So I think it's just our duty to pay it forward. And yeah, it does definitely make you, like if I ever have a bad day, I walk into a soup kitchen and volunteer there. And there is nothing like having a family be like, thank you for keeping us alive. Like that, it's all a matter of perspective. So. Yeah. I think the <laughs> the recurring theme here, if I may like help summarize, I think your, your successful habits are embracing your strengths and thinking outside the box so that you're adapting things to, to help you grow. Um, authenticity and being unapologetically who you are and, and exploring every part of yourself. Um, whatever that may be, uh, an attitude of gratitude, and of course, giving back. And I think I think those are really, really important things that you've touched on. And we're going to take a short break, think about that, and come back and talk a little bit more about who you are. Cool. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. 
Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon, and this time our guest is our normal host, Brandy. Um, <laughs> so we're learning all about you know, who you are, what, why you're so passionate about um, mental health and that you've dedicated your life to like all of these different things to help others, whether it's in a professional sense or in um, like a mental health sense or all, all that sort of thing. You're, all of the things that you do are rooted in helping people. Um, why is it so important to you that this is what you like? Why do you feel like this is your life's purpose? Um. Oh gosh, so many, so many different reasons to be honest. But I think the main one was like when I was 11 or 12, my brother started dealing with depression, anxiety, like really heavy. Still to this day, he had more struggles with depression, anxiety than a lot of people that I've met and worked with. Um, Mm -hmm. And then my girlfriends, like my girlfriends in high school, just the way they, like the eating disorders and things like that. And they were like gorgeous, skinny women. And I was like, how can you not see how beautiful you are? But when you, and it just like, I couldn't wrap my head around all of that. Cause I've always been a big chubby girl with crooked teeth. And yeah, I had my self-esteem issues. I was like, Oh, I wish my teeth weren't crooked. Oh, I wish I was skinny and blonde and blah, blah, blah. And like now, thank goodness, big booties and thighs are in. So it's like, it's <laughs> thanks Kim Kardashian and JLo for bringing that to the popularity. Cause it works. And, and I just, I watched everybody just judge themselves and like not eat. Why? I couldn't imagine not eating. My God, I love eating. (laughs) Just, Mm. just to look a different way. So people liked you more. And I was like, why? And I, so I had to, I'm a very logical person. I have to have the reason behind something to understand it. Like, otherwise it just makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. So I just started studying mental health and like 
it's nobody's fault when you're, it's like, mm. people are like, oh, I'm depressed. It's embarrassing. Cause I can't, I'm like, why is that embarrassing? It's in your head. Like, it's like cancer. Would you be embarrassed if you had cancer? No, it's the exact same kind of thing. Your brain just needs a little bit of extra help, you know? So it's, I don't know, all of that, just watching mm. my, my parents try and take care of my brother, watching my brother go, I know this world is beautiful, but I just don't see it from a kid. Like, you know, those that's so, oh, because I love life so much. So yeah. it breaks my heart that other people, you know, can, can't just be themselves and, and do what makes them happy and look at themselves and realize that they are amazing and beautiful, no matter how they look or where they come from or what they're doing with their life. Like, you know, so yeah. I think that was, that was it just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of factors that you mentioned there, like, um, and one of those things you just said was like, it doesn't matter like where they come from. You've also done like a lot of traveling. Have you found that these experiences that you've seen that have, you know, ignited this curiosity in you, have you found that these experience experiences um, translate all over the world? Like, have, have you seen the same sort of things in all of your travels? Yeah. I mean, when I was, I, when I was 17, the first time I traveled and I went to Brazil for a year by myself and, wow. um, I started playing basketball down there because I didn't speak Portuguese and nobody spoke English really in the small town I was in. And so like, that was the one way I could kind of bond with people and communicate was like basketball at the Sociação, uh, it's called. It's like a big uh, community center. Um, mm -hmm. And there was this woman there and she looked like she was 15, even though she was 10 years older than me. Um, tiny black basketball player, just like biggest smile on earth. And her and I became like really good friends, even though we didn't speak the same language. We just, she started teaching me Portuguese. I started teaching her English and over months. And then she told me her life story. Um, whew, that's, that's a whole hour show <laughs> on mm -hmm. its, on its own. Her story is probably to this day, one of the most horrific, um, like she went through so, so much from such a young age and just mm. decided one day to not put up with it anymore and completely changed her life. And now like works two jobs, takes care of her family, does volunteer work. She's just taken all these horrible things in her life and made them better. And then, then I went to China for a year and then I was in Guyana for six months and then Suriname, like, so all these different countries, every single person is exactly, or sorry, I should say every single person is completely different, but we're all exactly the same in our differences in terms of like, we all cry when we're sad. We all yeah. need family. We all need love. We all need food. We all have mental health issues. We all should just be honest about all the BS in our lives and talk about it because at the end of the day, that's, it's like, it's okay to, to mm. be a mess, to not be perfect, to have issues. And yeah, every single person I met worldwide was the exact same, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And you even watch, like I spent six months, I moved to LA and spent six months working in a drug and alcohol treatment center for men that were getting off the street or out of prison. And I just volunteered there teaching their high school equivalency program and working in the soup kitchen. And like these yeah. guys were covered in face tattoos and like, we're in like gotten out 20 years out of murder and needed to learn grade three and, and teaching these men who looked super intimidating and all they do, like some of them were like, Brandy, I just, I've been in prison for 20 years. I have kids that are in their twenties and I can't even read a book with them or like sign a contract to get them a house or whatever. Like I can't even read. And, and they would just be like, I have so little self-worth. And these are like, like drug dealers and they look super tough and stuff. And, and just everybody like hear people's stories that are not your own and just accept them because, you know, uh, that was, yeah, everybody's stories everywhere, no matter where they come from or what they've been through are, are basically the same. 
Wow. That's that's a lot of a lot of things that you just mentioned. Um, have you, <laughs> Sorry. Have you, no, that's good. It's really good. Like I just wow, like you've you've been through a lot. You've had so much like um experiences and also just absorbed so many other people's experiences into your life. Was was there ever a point where you ever felt like too scared or too intimidated and you're just like this is too much and and I I want to not be around this or like what what is that like I um yes and no it's I've been in some really scary situations like having being around people that are like gangsters and being in like Compton and 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 the Amazon with first like the it's just China getting like chased and attacked like Brazil Mm. I mean yeah but there was I don't know I always have felt like I have some kind of guardian angels around me or something I don't know what it is like I'm I hold my head up high so I don't look like a victim and I just yes I'm nervous inside but nobody can tell outside and I just plow through it because it the like Mm. it's all for this great greater purpose of my life so people are like aren't you afraid to do this and I'm like yeah but think of what I'll learn from it so I don't know it's always just kind of been (laughs) well what's been um your favorite travel experience what's the flip side of that what's been the best well I love fishing so the Caribbean fishing was always great but the spiritual one was the Amazon like I lived two and a half years in the Amazon working with like 800 men (laughs) there was like a thousand guys in the middle of the bush and I was one of the only females like um there's something humbling about trotting through mud for 14 hours of like heavy gear on coming out of ponds with leeches and ticks all over your legs and like it's just gross and you can't sleep because of malaria medication and mosquito bites like hundreds all over your body and but then all of a sudden you're like walking one day and the the rain stops and you come to a clearing and there's like a log that's fallen down that's covered in white orchids and it's just like oh I could have died today and then but I would have missed it like it's just that to me was so humbling. So the Amazon is definitely, I keep going back. I went back two years ago and sailed the Amazon again from like the mouth all the way into the, where the river split into two. So (laughs) that sounds incredibly intense. I feel like that should be a Netflix special. (laughs) We need to pitch your life. Like I would honestly, I would, I would love to sit here for hours and, and talk and talk and talk about your travel experiences and all the things that you've experienced and do and all of the wisdom that you have to impart. But speaking of that, let's, let's talk about your favorite question that you love to end every show on. If you had two minutes to just everyone in the world had to stop and listen to something you had to say, what would you say? I'm only allowed one thing, man, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> It's your um, question. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I think I think the same thing that almost all of our guests have said over time is exactly what I always want to say, and it's be kind. Because mm. you never know what somebody's sitting beside you on the bus or, like, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. And it's so easy to be kind. But mm. people these days are so competitive, and so they aren't, they aren't, you know, but it's, it's so easy to be kind. Just be kind. Walk in somebody else's shoes every chance that you get. Make as many freaking mistakes as you can and don't ever let anybody tell you that you're not what you're meant to be because you just, if you believe in you, then you need nothing else, literally. Who cares about everybody else? So 
There's three things. <laughs> but no, I love it. Above Keep all. going. You've, you've got time for two more. Let's do a top five. <laughs> I mean, just, just like, if you know something in your heart, that's a, so big. If you know something, I don't care if a thousand people tell you you're crazy. If you know it and you're willing to, to fail in order to succeed one day at it, don't ever let anybody tell you. Just tell the whole world to F off if you need to <laughs> and just do it. Just be kind along the way. Like I always said, if I had a motto, it would be to do what makes me happy every single day without hurting anybody along the way. And that's, that's, I think it. Yeah. I, I agree. And I love that. Like you, you've taken on so much of, like, you know, you've given a, a platform for everyone to sort of spread um, their story. And we've had a little bit of a chance to learn more about yours today. And of course, um, ending the show with being kind and, you know, do what makes you passionate. I love that. Um, we will be here again next week. Same time, same place. Brandy might be hosting. <laughs> she might, might uh, pop in. But thank you, Brandy, for sharing your your experiences with us today. I hope you do this again. Yeah. Thank you so much for, yeah. for hosting me. <laughs> yeah, and thanks everyone for joining in. Um, we'll, we'll see you next. Well, you'll hear us <laughs> next week, five o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Teen Wealth Radio. Thanks everyone. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh